If you have enough reasons, you can do the most incredible things. And that is the quote of the day. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by The Jerf Bar. Just eat real food available at jerfbar.com. And of course, it is Finance Friday. We talk about all things money mindset. And today's featured speaker is Jim Rohn. And this, this is huge. This is one that you got to listen to maybe, maybe two, three, maybe four, maybe more times. And, you know, if you don't have money, if you haven't been able to reach your financial goals, if you have continued to sabotage yourself again and again and again, it is very likely that you have some very good reasons for not having money. And on the other side, if you do have money, if you are reaching your financial goals, if you are reaching your financial destiny, it's because you have some really big reasons to do what you need to do to earn that income. That's how it works. This is what we do in might be week number two of my upcoming Money Mind Academy course. We identify those reasons, we examine those reasons, and we put those reasons on the stand, we cross-examine them. And what ends up happening is we find out those reasons are absolute nonsense. There are reasons that we got from authorities that were in our lives when we were young, and we accepted those ideas absolutely uncritically, and then we grew up to be adults, and we never actually looked back to identify and examine those reasons. And until we can give up those reasons and replace them with reasons for doing what we need to do to make money, then we're always going to not have any money. It's true. And so this is something I highly encourage you to do, just to really sit down today or this weekend and think of what are those reasons? You know, why? Like, what, what reasons did I get from my family, from my religious figures that were around me, from my babysitter, from authorities that were in my life? What reasons did they give me to not have money? What fears do I have around money? What fears do I have around the way that people are going to perceive me when I have money? What fears do I have about the way that I'm going to perceive myself when I have money? What's going to change in my life? What's that unknown stuff? You know, we're all, you know, we're all a little afraid of the unknown or a lot of afraid of the unknown. What is that unknown that I fear that I'm going to have to go through to make the money that I want to make? What are those reasons? Really think about them and then put those things on the stand and gosh, treat them like a hostile witness. And once they get off that stand, you'll realize that they were really just, I don't know, like I said, nonsense. Here's Jim Rohn. Okay, the next subject is setting goals. Let me show you what turned my life every way but loose. Mr. Schof dropped this idea on me, changed me completely. Setting goals. Here's what can easily happen if you don't set goals. It's easy to let life deteriorate into making a living instead of designing a life. And we all have a choice. Make a living or design a life. It's easy to get trapped by economic necessity 
and settle for existence rather than substance. That's easy. But the best advice I, I can give you on how to break out of that trap is to learn how to set goals. Mr. Shelf put it to me this way. He said, Jim, if you had enough reasons, you could do the most incredible things. I never forgot how he put that. If you have enough reasons. See, reasons will change your whole life. Mr. Shelf said to me, he said, Mr. Rohn, I think you've got plenty of intelligence, you've got plenty of talent, you've got plenty of ability. Probably what you lack is plenty of reasons. He said, I don't think your current bank balance is a true indication of your level of intelligence. I was happy to hear that. He said, I think you're much smarter than your present bank balance indicates. And that turned out to be true. I was much smarter. But of course, my first question was, well, then why isn't it bigger? And he said, you don't have enough reasons. You've got enough intelligence, but not enough reasons. So see, reasons can change your life. Here's what else I found out. Reasons come first, answers come second. You don't get the answers to do well till you get the reasons. Life has a mysterious way of hanging on to all the answers and only gives them up to the people that are inspired by reasons. So reasons make the difference in how your life works out. Now, what are some of the reasons for doing well? Let's go through a quick list called reasons for doing well. First is personal reasons. Some people do well for recognition. Some people do well for respect. Some people do well for the way it makes them feel. They love the feeling of being a winner. Those are good reasons. I have some millionaire friends that keep working 10, 12 hours a day, making more millions. And it's not because they need the money. It's because they need the joy and the satisfaction and the pleasure that comes from being a constant winner. And see, it's not just the money anyway. It's the journey, not the money. Once in a while, somebody says to me, boy, if I had a million dollars, I'd never work another day in my life. That's probably why the good Lord sees to it they don't get their million, right? <laughs> They'd quit. They'd quit. Okay. Next is family reasons. Some people do extremely well for other people, and that's powerful. Human beings can greatly affect each other. Sometimes we will do things for somebody else we will not do for ourselves. We're made that way. I met a man one time who said, Mr. Owen, to do all the things I want to do with my family around the world, he said, I got to have at least a quarter of a million dollars a year. I thought, incredible. Could a guy's family affect him that much? And the answer is, of course. How fortunate are the people that find themselves greatly affected by somebody for personal achievement. 
and we are affected. The writer of a recent song said, if not for you, the winter would hold no spring, couldn't hear a robin sing. I just wouldn't have a clue if not for you. So we can be affected. That might be one of the most stimulating reasons to do well, finding somebody. When Andrew Carnegie died, the wee little Scotsman that built the big steel industry, when he died, they opened up his desk. And in one of the desk drawers, they found a slip of paper. On that piece of paper, Mr. Carnegie had written his goal for his life. And he wrote it when he was in his 20s. And on that piece of paper, it said, I'm going to spend the first half of my life accumulating money. I'm going to spend the last half of my life giving it all away. What a goal. He got so inspired by that goal that the first half of his life, he accumulated $450 million. And the last half of his life, he gave it all away. Good question tonight. What's got you turned on? What's got you bombed out of sight to get up early and stay up late and hit it all day? Next question. What's got you turned off? When I found the answers to those two questions, my life exploded into change. I finally found out what had me turned off, and I got that cured. And then I got me a long enough list of reasons to turn me on. And once the lights went on for me, age 25, they've never gone out. I've fallen out of the sky a few times, but I've never lost that drive to make something unique out of my life. See, reasons altered my whole life. Now, there's another list of reasons called nitty gritty. Hard little reasons. Sometimes those little reasons are the most powerful reasons that can change your life. Take much. I now carry several hundred dollars in my money clip. It's only a few hundred dollars, but it was one of those reasons turned my life around. Just before I met Mr. Shelf, I heard a knock at the door. I go to the door, and there's a little girl standing there about this tall selling Girl Scout cookies. And she gave me one of the finest sales presentations I've ever heard. Special deal, several flavors, this whole package of stuff, $2. And with a big smile, she very politely asked me to buy. And I wanted to. Big problem. I'm broke. I don't have $2. And to this day, I can remember the pain and the embarrassment. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I've been to college, I'm working, I'm 25, I don't have $2. And I didn't want to tell her that for some reason. <laughs> so I did what I thought was next best. I lied to her. <laughs> I said, hey, look, I've already bought lots of Girl Scout cookies. I've still got plenty stacked in the house, which was not true. 
but it seemed to get me off the hook for the moment. She said, well, gosh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. And she went away. When she left, I closed the door, and that was the day I said to myself, I don't want to live like this anymore. I've had it with Lion, and I've had it with being broke. I'm never going to let this happen to me ever again. I promised that day I would work as hard as possible and would always carry plenty. It took me a little while, but now I do. It was one of those reasons. And I guess I carry plenty for two reasons. One is the way it makes me feel, but also in case I bump into another Girl Scout selling cookies. <laughs> right? I'm ready. I walked out of the Bank of America one time up in Saratoga, California, where I used to live. Two little girls selling candy right outside the bank. Good place. Some girls organization they're working for, right? I come walking out of the bank. This first little girl walks up to me. She said, mister, would you like to buy some candy? I said, I probably would. What kind is it? She said, it's Almond Roca. I said, my gosh, that's my favorite. She said, wonderful. I said, how much is it? She said, it's just $2. I thought, incredible. I said, how many boxes of that candy have you got? She said, five. And her little friend was standing there. She was selling candy, too. I said, how many boxes have you got? She said, I've got four. I said, that's nine. I'll take them all. They said, really? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, it's my favorite. I've got some friends. I'll pass them around. They got so excited, put all this candy together. I reached in my pocket, gave them the $18. When I've got the candy and they've got the money, that first little girl looked up, looks up at me. She says, Mister, you are really something. How about that? Can you imagine only spending $18 and have somebody look at you in the face and say, you are really something? <laughs> now you know why I carry heavy, right? <laughs> I'm not going to miss any more. <laughs> it was just one of those reasons. Helped to change my life. All right, that was our Finance Friday talk with Jim Rohn. His website is jimrohn.com. If you want to watch that entire talk, go to YouTube and look up Jim Rohn Personal Development Seminars, two hours and four minutes over on the documentary YouTube channel. That is it for me. I hope you had an awesome week and an amazing weekend, and I will see you on Monday. Peace. Peace.